Good afternoon, Regeneration. Amen. Those of you watching us online, you have come today to watch and to be a part and to participate in one of the world's greatest churches and the world's greatest pastors. Amen. Amen. Everybody, let's stand at this time. Good afternoon. We want to welcome the, our online audience to join the service, service with us today. Is everybody having a great morning? Or afternoon, I'm sorry. Still not used to that. Lord, we come to you today. We tell you, Lord, that we love you and that we are excited to be in this service today. Father, you said we're two or three are gathered in your name, and I think we've accomplished that today, Lord, that you would be with us. Holy Ghost, this is your service. You are in control today. Let it be the greatest service we've had this year thus far. Can we give the Lord a great big hand clap? Amen. Come on, are you ready to worship Jesus? Faithfulness 
lift our hands in the sanctuary today. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient. Oh, that you're so good to us. When I'm worried about tomorrow, I won't be overwhelmed. And the burdens that I carry, I'll choose to lay them down. What I learned about your favor, your mercy and your grace, is they go on forever. They're sufficient for today.
that's your testimony, lift your hands and say one more time, all my life, all my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good, with every Say, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, do you love him today, church? Hallelujah, he's been so good. We bless you, Jesus. Come on, can we just lift our voices? Has he been faithful to you? I said, has he been faithful? Has he been faithful? Come on, has he been faithful in a few things or everything? Come on, he is faithful in all things and in every way. Wow, we're so glad you're here. Isn't that, you know, every time this worship team, they get to singing, I think I can sing. Then it dawns on me, I can't, but I can worship. How about that? We can all do that, can't we? Amen. I'm going to let you be seated for just a moment. Uh, and I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and get ready and in position. We're going to receive an offering here today, as we always do. But I was challenged not too long ago. Uh, I was reading a, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And the Apostle Paul was writing to them about their willingness to give and how their willingness had stirred up the zeal of all those around them. Now, I thought about the early church. A lot of times we talk about what does somebody's spirit field look like. And no doubt the gifts and, and all of that and being and speaking in other tongues. But one of the things that I think we overlook is that they were immediately generous. Generosity. They begin to care for one another, give out of their substance and what they had. And Paul says like this, he said, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. bountifully. And then he says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? And then he says this, this verse, this verse, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you, listen to this, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Well, I'm going to tell you, God wants to bless us. He really does. But he says to us, here's what you do. You sow, and then he says this, now may he who supplies the seed to the sower, bread for food, supply and multiply. How many like to see supply and multiply? That's a good. And the seed that you've sown Increase the fruits of all things your righteousness, 
while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And then I love the way he closes this chapter. He says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. You know, I, I don't think that there's a greater way to show gratitude to God as we respond in generosity. Hello. In generosity. As God has given every one of us seed to sow. How many knows that? He's given you seed to sow, bread to eat. He said, I'll be your supply, your resource, so that you can just keep on sowing and keep on sowing and keep on sowing. And I thought about that song that we sang where we said, Lord, we're going to give you everything. I thought, that's a great offering song. But let's stand. We're going to make our declaration today unto the Lord. I want you to speak this in faith. I want you to declare it. We believe that God hears us and that we really, out of our mouths, we create. And so let's say this, not just say it. We're praying it. We're declaring it right now together. Because and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me. God rebukes the devourer for my sake. And blessed that I cannot contain. Come on, keep saying it. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I'm believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings, and increases financial freedom and breakthroughs. Can you say it? In the name of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated while the ushers wait on you. Praise the Lord. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. Has anybody told you they love you yet today? I want to be the first. I love you. God bless you. And it's an honor to be able to worship you with you. My goodness, the presence of the Lord that is in the house today. We just feel so blessed to uh, just have the presence of the Holy Spirit. We honor him. We honor his presence. We love the Lord. And we love you. We're happy that you're here. I have met some wonderful people here today uh, that have traveled from all over the country. And you know what? I'm going to start with California. I met some folks from Sacramento, California on the front row. Would you stand? And we've got some other folks on the second row here. Just, If you would, just stand and let us honor you. We're glad to have you here. God bless you, Sacramento. And do you know do you know each other? But you go to the they got funny story. They go to the same church in Sacramento, California, and they don't know each other. And they both randomly showed up here today. I think that's awesome. Why don't you give them a hand? That's really cool. Oh, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. We have folks from Wisconsin. Stand up, Wisconsin. We're honored to have you. Lord bless you. Thank you so much. She's an online member and an intercessor, and we're blessed to have you here today. And so, was it? 
Ohio, stand up, Ohio. Let us bless you today. We're honored to have you here. Wow, are you together? No, you're not together. Too, too different from Ohio. Okay, well, we're blessed to have you. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm at North Carolina. Where is North Carolina? Stand, North Carolina. We welcome you. Ah. And are you together? No, okay, well, North Carolina, let me tell you something. There's a call going out to these states. <laughs> We're honored to have both of you. God bless you so much. Lord bless you. And so I'm, uh, was it Illinois? Is it Illinois? Indiana? Indiana, stand up, Indiana. Let us welcome Indiana. Blessed to have you. Blessed to have you. All these people, it is so fun to get to get to get to know them and to meet them as they come in uh, on Sunday and just give them a hug and just to meet God's family from all over the country. It's just amazing. To, you meet you meet people from other countries, other states, and instantly you feel like you know each other because we got the the same father, right? Did did I miss anybody? Anybody? Another state? Pennsylvania. Stand up, Pennsylvania. We are so blessed to have you here. God bless you. Anybody, anybody else? Yes. Colorado. Stand, Colorado. Let us welcome you. God bless you. Yes, back there. Say again. Kentucky. Oh, my. I want everybody in this room that's from Kentucky to stand up. Go ahead. Come on, Kentucky. We love Kentucky. We love Kentucky. You're our neighbors. Glad to have you here. So blessed. Anybody else? Yes. Say again. Te Texas. Texas. Stand up, Texas. Let us welcome you. So glad to have you. Anybody else? Washington State or D.C.? State, stand, Washington State. Let us welcome you. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Amen. Honored that you are here. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Arkansas, another foreign country. Stand. <laughs> they had to have their passports to get here. We're glad you're here. God bless you. Anybody else? All right. Well, I just have a couple of things I want to remind you of. And then, I'm, I, brother, you and I have never sang together. But let's sing, Oh, How I Love Jesus. I'm going to do some announcements, and we'll do that, okay? Are you in my key? I don't know. Guess. He said, What's your key? I couldn't tell you. Just pick one. <laughs> no. We're honored to have you here. Thank you so much. God bless you. He's amazing. This, this brother right here has an online following for his organ playing. You should follow him. He's amazing. Just And we are so blessed to have you here. Welcome to Regen. So I want to remind you that Christmas in July, we are, we are in the month of July, and we're going ahead and collecting Christmas gifts for little children. We serve 7,000, 7,000 hungry children every week. That's not a month. That is every week. 
And so don't get overwhelmed by the magnitude of the big number and just overlook the one, okay? So if you just can get one gift, we, it, it, that is one child whose Christmas you will make this year. So we are having Christmas in July. Please feel free to bring your Christmas gifts in uh, on Sunday, and we will carry them for you to the, uh, to the warehouse. Also, we have our corporate prayer meeting. You can go ahead and mark your calendar for July the 19th. Oh, my, that's not, that's not corporate prayer. That's fasting and prayer, friends. Yeah, you need to pray up about that one. So really, seriously, seriously, I'm, I'm going to be serious for about 30 seconds. But um, it is very important, it is paramount, that we as believers can push away from the table and fast and seek God wholeheartedly. And this is not something we do uh, uh, lightly. We don't take it lightly. But we, we fast and pray you do what you can do. Pastor Kent and I, we just drink water. Uh, I'm, I may s slip up and have a cup of coffee in the mornings. But, uh, but anyway, we fast and, and we seek God. And that is why we have signs and wonders and miracles in this church. And so as the, as the day becomes darker, the climate becomes darker in this generation, in this nation, and around the world. We, as the people of God, we need to be committed to prayer and fasting. So this is July the 19th through the 21st, and we will be praying at the warehouse location in the evenings and uh, seeking God together. And you will come out of this amazed at how powerful you are, the miracles that God does in these three days of, of prayer and fasting. So we do this quarterly, July the 19th through the 21st. Also, I want to remind you of Elijah Co. that is coming up uh, August the 10th through the 12th. Uh, uh, Prophet Dutch Sheets and uh, Pastor Tim Sheets will be with us and it will be a glorious time. So you don't miss Elijah Co. So did I tell you I love you? Because I do. I do. Um, so what do we got? Oh, how I love Jesus. Just let that settle down on you. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love to me. 
so wonderful to me. He is so Just the voices, just the voices. Here we go. I know that moves the heart of God. It has to move him. I think I'm on. There we go. Grab your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPads, if you've memorized it. We're going to be, uh, I might have a lot of scripture today, but I'm going to read out of Exodus chapter 11. Um, wanted to say, I appreciate you coming to church. Amen. Uh, we're honored to, to have you in the house of God today. And those of you that watch online, thank you for investing your time, your energy, and your reputation. All right, Exodus chapter 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one more plague upon Pharaoh and on Egypt. 
Afterwards he will let you go. Hence, when he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out. Hence, altogether. Speak now in the ears of the people, and let every man borrow of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor jewels of silver and jewels of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the Lord Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord. Boy, I like it when it starts out like that. This is not Moses' opinion. He said, Thus saith the Lord. Moses was a prophet, the Scripture says. About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth on his throne, even unto the firstborn of the mate servant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall there be any like it any more. I like this verse, but against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast. This is why. So you may know that the Lord, remember now, this is still prophecy, that the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. Now, God, I ask you, Lord, that what you have put so powerfully within my spirit, Holy Ghost, draw it out now and release it into the sheepfold God, to those that watch around the world today, let this be a clarion call of joy and of hope. God, let our spirits be reminded, hallelujah, that you sit on the throne, that nobody voted you in and nobody will vote you out. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, we thank you for the powerful word of God. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to be preaching this out of my spirit because I forgot my notes. So we're going to see how good a 69-year-old man's memory is. God if, if you want to know what's getting ready to happen, go back and read Exodus. Because Exodus is not just a type, it's a shadow of something that is yet to come. A shadow declares, I'm not it, but it's right behind me. Hallelujah. And so when... No wonder this book is so good. It's because it's called Exodus. It means they were leaving where they were. And yet God had already prophesied 430 years prior to this, you are coming out. 
I am not going to forever allow the enemy to rule over you. You're not going to live in an iron furnace forever. And he said, and I also promise you this, everything that the enemy has taken from you while you've been there, you're going to get it back, and you're going to get more than that when you leave, and you will not leave empty-handed. So I declare by the word of the Lord that everything the enemy has stolen from us for the last three years, we're not just going to get back a little bit. We're not going back to normal, but we are going to recover. Hallelujah. Double, hallelujah, what the enemy has stolen from us. Every business that went bankrupt because of the coronavirus, that you were a tithe payer. I loosen open heaven over you that God would give you new understanding, new ideas, that he would redeem to you what the devourer has taken. So the Lord begins here in Exodus 11, he says, yet once more, I guess if I would entitle this message, I would say, God still has one last move. He's not done. This ain't over yet. And he said, yet more, once more, he said, I got another plague that I'm getting ready to loose. Now, when you think about this, God has been trying to get Pharaoh to loose the Israelites for several weeks. In fact, he has already used nine plagues. You would have thought after, you know, your house is full of frogs or the dust has turned to lice or you go down to get a bucket of fresh water and the whole river's turned to blood and flies are everywhere and then you got boils on you and you can't even stand up because they're even on the sole of your feet. That's somewhere you would have given in. You would think, hallelujah, that those that are agnostic and liberal in this nation would have finally said we might need to make a change when gas is higher than it's ever been, cancer's out of control, our children are committing suicide at the age of five, the economy has tanked, depression's at an all-time high, there's no trust in politicians, the elections have been stolen, we got an imposter sitting in the White House, and it goes on and on and on. Now, somewhere you would think the enemy would say, maybe we need to make an adjustment. But I can tell you this, there is a stubborn spirit in the atmosphere that's saying, we're not bowing down to the Lord Jesus Christ. But I got news for you. It is written, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory and that he is the Son of God. The Lord said, I got something else. I've got another move. A little later on this, in chapter 12, because now God has, has instituted something that Israel has never done, and it's called the Passover. Nobody knows what that is until God begins to tell Moses what it is. And he said, what this is going to do is it's going to make it seem like it's a new beginning. Old things are going to pass away. All things are going to become new. 
And he said, I'm calling the Passover. And he said, when it happens, verse 11, when you eat it, he said, you do it with your loins girded, shoes on your feet, staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste, for it is the Lord's Passover. It is called Passover because they were getting ready to pass over something. And God said, when I do this last move, it's going to be so quick that you need to be eating it standing up. You need shoes on your feet. You need to be having your coat on. You need your staff in your hand because when I do this last move, the enemy is going to want you gone so fast that they're going to say, get out. Can I tell you, there is a final move that God has yet to execute in the earth. And when he does, hallelujah, it's not going to be for the virgins that are asleep, but it's going to be for me and you. What are we doing here on a Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock in this building? We we got our shoes on. We got our coat on. Hallelujah. We are in a posture of preparation that God is getting ready to do something. So he told Moses, he said, verse 12, I am going to pass through the land of Egypt this night and I am going to smite or I am going to kill all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And this is what I really like. And against all the gods of Egypt, I am going to execute judgment because I am the Lord. And then this is how what he said, how he's going to do it. He said, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Every plague that God instituted and inflicted the Egyptians with did not work. Moses spoke the word to him. Moses was anointed by God. But it still didn't work until God said, this is my last move. I got one more weapon. I got one more card up my sleeve. And it is the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. And when God looses the blood, when nothing else works, the blood will never lose its power. Can I tell you, there's something getting ready to take place. When God loosed the final plague of blood on the land of Egypt, what nine plagues could not do, one plague, one revealing of the blood of the Lamb brought Pharaoh and Egypt to their knees. I declare to you by the word of the Lord that the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus is getting ready to be activated in the atmosphere. And when God looses the blood, he said, now listen, 
The issue in America and in the world, we don't have a political issue. We have a demonic issue. We don't have a sick issue. We have a demon issue. We've reduced this down to flesh and blood. But can I tell you, this don't have anything to do with flesh and blood. This has to do with the gods of Egypt that have been ruling in the atmosphere. So the Lord didn't come say, I'm going to remove Pharaoh. He said, I'm coming after the gods of Egypt, and I'm going to execute judgment on them. What is it? It is the power of the blood. There is something getting ready to be released by the Holy Ghost and it is the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus. Because the blood released the death angel. Hadn't thought about this much, but over the last year, God has been speaking prophetically that there is a death angel it's getting ready to come to the earth. What is that? God is going to execute. For all of those who take my messages out of context, let me be very clear here. I didn't say we were. I said God is going to execute judgment against the gods of this nation. Hallelujah. This evil child pornography, child trafficking, children at the age of two and three having their gender altered by evil doctors. God is going after the atmosphere that's been over us. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Revelations 12, 11 says, 12, 12 starts out about the devil hath come down in great wrath, seeing he hath but a short time. But Revelations 12, 11 precedes that and says that even though there was affliction on the people of God, that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. When everything else fails, pull on the blood. Hallelujah. When it looks like it's over, you got to stand on the blood of Jesus. Why? Because life, life, life is in the blood. What activated this? God's last move. Because when the Israelites got a hold of that little spotless lamb, beautifully white, been in their house for four days. They had been attached to it. Why would God do that? Because he wanted to understand there was pain and there was a price to be paid for what was getting ready to take place a few hundred years later in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. 
But all that night, hallelujah, here they are. God said, you don't have time to bake bread with leaven in it. He said, I'm coming so quick. Just go ahead and throw it in the oven without leaven. Get on your shoes. Get on your coat. Papa took the lamb, slit his throat, and the bleeding of that little white, pure, innocent lamb began to scream into the future, the blood, the blood, the blood. And when the blood began to pour out of the throat of that little pure innocent animal, all of a sudden, even though it wasn't the blood of the Lamb of Ages, it was enough that it began to ascend up into glory. And when the power of the blood hit the throne room of God, God looked over at the death angel and he said, go ahead, get your sword here came the death angel and he said I'm going to execute judgment not against people but against the gods the gods the gods of the nation there is a falling down of many gods in the earth that's getting ready to happen When that blood began to flow, all of a sudden in the land of Egypt, here came the death angel. And God told him, he said, before you go, he said, I'm just giving you some admonition. Wherever you see the blood, don't touch them. See, an angel, I mean, angels... We're loyal to God. When you read when David numbered the children of Israel and he asked God, he said, let me fall into your hands. And for three days, God sent an avenging angel into the land and he began to slay, I think, at 70,000. And the Bible said that when he stood over Jerusalem with his sword drawn, David saw him and God said, stay your hand. The angel had no problem wiping out Jerusalem every single person there because he was on a mission from God. And God looks down and he tells that angel, now execute judgment. It was the last plague. It was the last move of God. First John chapter 5 says this, there are three that bear record in heaven or in the earth. The word, the Holy Spirit, or the anointing, and the blood. How many times have you quoted the word and it still didn't work? I mean, let's be real here. We've done it. Hallelujah. We quote the word of God, and yet we didn't see the breakthrough. How many times have we called on the Holy Spirit and felt the anointing, but we didn't see the yoke broke? But I can tell you this, hell cannot withstand the blood. Hallelujah. That's why the Lord said, 
out of the three that bear witness, he named him last. He said, the blood, the blood, the blood. There is a blood move of God getting ready to be released in the atmosphere, not just in the United States, but as the waters cover the sea, so shall the knowledge of the glory of the Lord cover the earth. And this demonic activity that's in the atmosphere is going to be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. How is it a nation that was founded on the precepts and the principles of God has fallen to such idolatry that we are killing our children in abortion to the God Baal? How is it we've lost our generation to homosexuality? How is it the church has become so lukewarm? You don't know whether they're alive or dead. It's not politics. It's not education. There is a demonic plague in the atmosphere that's come against the people of God. And God is saying, I ain't giving up. I've told you, you are coming out. That the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. And I've got one more move and I'm going to loose the blood, the blood, the blood into the atmosphere. Why the blood? For Jesus, the Bible said, came into the world. He was the light of the world. He was also the life. What is it that makes it so unusual? It's the blood. And that night... After 430 years, the night before, they went to bed slaves, broke, with no hope. And while Egypt went to sleep that night thinking, we rule them, in the midnight hour, hallelujah, while the world was asleep in their arrogance and their trust, in the gods of Egypt, God, hallelujah, loosed his last card and he loosed the blood of a lamb in the atmosphere. And when the blood began to flow, the Bible said there'd never been a cry like it in the land of Egypt. Mama went in to check on her little infant, and she went there, and she found out the baby was stone cold dead. She rode over to tell her husband, and she found out he was dead because he was a firstborn son. They began to walk out. They found out their horses were dead. Their cows were dead. Their firstborn sheep were dead. Pharaoh heard the cry and ran into his own room, and there lay his boy dead. Listen. Listen, you rile God enough, and God will pull the blood card when he's done everything out. He's going to pull the blood card in this hour because the church cannot go up in the rapture, defeated and a captive. But we're going out. We're going to spoil the enemy. We're going to take back what the hell that came against us did. And we're going to spoil them by the power of the Holy Ghost. I got news for you. There is another move getting ready to happen in the atmosphere and God is not done. Zechariah 
chapter 9. As for thee also, verse 11, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit where there is no water. Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. The reason that God will not leave us in this shape is because he has made covenant with us. David in Psalm says that God is our stronghold. And here he says, you prisoners of hope, I'm getting ready to bring you out of a pit where there is no water. See, if it had been filled with water, they could have swum out out of their own strength. But it was so deep and so empty, there was no hope. And he said, listen, I'm getting ready to tell you, because of the blood covenant, I'm going to bring you out of an impossible situation. I'm going to bring you out. Today, hallelujah, the demonic attack against you stops. Today, uh, this evil demonic agenda in the earth stops. Today, every assignment of hell against your health stops. Today, the enemy that's come after your children stops. Today, that which has come after your business and said, I'm going to send you to bankruptcy stops. The bloodline, the bloodline, the bloodline, the enemy. Today, what's come against your mind stops. In the name of the Lord, that God has has loosed a blood weapon in the atmosphere and God is declaring get ready prisoners I'm going to deliver you by the power of God <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> what is amazing about this story is that God did all of this with the shadow of blood. Because it was still just a lamb. But you and I are in a different dispensation. We're not under the law. Hallelujah. Under Moses' law, people died without mercy. But in the dispensation of grace, hallelujah, we're under a new covenant. A covenant of blood. Now, where the testament is, there is no value or power unless the testor is dead. And so God, Jesus in his ministry... He made a covenant with you and I. I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee. Hallelujah. I am a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. On and on, he made statements to us based on a covenant. But it was just words until the power of the blood was released in the atmosphere. And one day, hallelujah, God looked down on a 
kingdom of men and women that were in bondage to Rome, in bondage more than that to sin, to hypocrisy, to false religions. And he said, I've had enough because I'm going to fulfill the word of the Lord. So this time, hallelujah, out of the wilderness came not a shadow, but the real thing. No wonder the enemy went after Jesus in the wilderness because he realized, I ain't dealing with an animal now. I'm dealing with the true lamb of God, and I don't want him to fulfill the blood covenant. God will come through in this hour because of the power of the blood. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, it reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. Oh, the blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never lose its power. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood that Jesus shed for me. Oh, way back on Calvary, oh, the blood that gives me strength from it's in if I remember right I 
In Hebrews, let me go here real quick. Hebrews, you're going to love this verse. And to Jesus, Hebrews 12, the mediator of a new covenant. And to the blood of sprinkling. See, it ain't, it's not just for drinking. It's God sprinkling us. And it speaks better things than the blood of Abel. This week I began to pray and I began to ask the Lord because I understood what Abel's blood was crying for. It's very interesting that the very first human being ever murdered in the earth was also the first prophet. That the moment that a prophet showed up, hell killed him. And he'd been after prophets ever since. But Acts, I believe it, it calls him a prophet. So his blood, Jesus, is, he said it's crying from the ground. What is it crying? For justice. My brother murdered me. My life has been cut short. Is there no justice? My blood cries. But God said, under the new covenant, there's another voice of blood crying that is declaring better things than revenge. I said, Lord, what is your blood crying? He said, I'm crying resurrection. He said, I'm crying out light. Hallelujah. That the blood of Jesus, when it began to flow, it wasn't talking about vengeance. It wasn't talking about recreation. It was talking about life, resurrection, resurrection, resurrection. That I don't want you just to go back to where you were. But he's saying, I'm declaring a new beginning, a new season, new things. Not your old life, not the old war, but resurrection, resurrection resurrection the blood in the earth is declaring that the church is coming out of the grave and there is resurrection anointing I decree in Jesus name every God of Egypt that has declared war on you stops today Hallelujah. There's a bloodline. There's a bloodline. I put it around your kids today in the name of the Lord. I put it around your ministry. I put it around your marriage. I put it around your health. I put it around your mind. In the name of the Lord, it stops here. This is the bloodline. We loose in the Holy Ghost. God's final move. That yet you've had plagues that you could withstand. But you never saw the plague of the blood of Jesus. Not a shadow, but God himself robed in flesh. Came amongst us and said, let there be life. You know why God killed Pharaoh? 
Because he crossed the bloodline. There's a reason it's called the Red Sea. Blood's red. The Red Sea was the bloodline. And God said, don't cross it. Go back home. Go home broke. Go home and till your own gardens. Go home and work your own fields. Because my people ain't doing it for you anymore. Go home. And the enemy said, no, we made a mistake. We ain't going home. We're going after them. See, right now, where we are prophetically in the atmosphere is we have somebody that's left where they should have stayed home. Because we're not in bondage anymore. Hallelujah. We've already spoiled the enemy. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. For this cause was Jesus Christ manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We're not just here to sing amazing grace and now fly away, but you and I are the army of the Lord. Same chapter, Exodus 12, verse 50. Thus did all the children of Israel, the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so did they. And it came to pass, this is so important, self-same day, the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. self same day. The enemy has so tricked God's people into thinking there has to be some kind of evolution, there has to be some process, there has to be a Supreme Court ruling, there has to be this unveiling of all of this uh, political corruption that's gone on behind the scenes, and then somehow we can get some Republicans back in the office, and, and we can get Donald Trump back in presidency. Now listen, some men trust in horses, and some men trust in chariots, but the church will not trust in a man but we will trust in the name of the Lord. We trust in the blood of the Lamb. And the blood declares that the enemy cannot touch us. Y'all making me sweat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In a 24-hour period. How many of you have heard me prophesy the Lord said, in a 24-hour period, I'm going to do something in the earth that's going to turn the tables. 36 years ago, when God gave me the vision before I ever knew I was a prophet, I saw it in a moment's time. When that old prophet began to say, the line of Judah shall roar again today. I saw in just a few moments the powers of evil and the powers of righteousness Change and it came back down, and the church picked up the weapons of the enemy, and the enemy ran for their life in the self same day. In the self same day, there is a prophetic oh my god, there is a prophetic unction being released in the Holy Ghost in the self same 
day, in the self same day, not two weeks from now, not next year, but in the self same day, today, today, it stops today, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood is released upon you in the name of Jesus. No wonder Jesus. You're laughing at me, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'd rather have church fired up on their feet instead of sitting there going, how are we going to give for golfing? <clears throat> Y'all are a preacher's dream. Hallelujah. I tried to preach different when I was young, and as soon as I got anointed, this is what happened. So I'm... It is what it is. And the Lord, let me finish this verse. Because Israel called them slaves. Remember that? Verse 51. And the Lord did bring the children out of the land of Egypt by their armies. He didn't call them slaves. He called them armies. Hallelujah. We are the army of the Lord. What is happening right now is God has given us weapons in the spirit, things that are happening in the spirit. There is a war that is raging in the atmosphere that is trying to control the earth. But this battle is not an earth battle. This is why you have to understand it, that you, we are not here battling in the natural. This is why corporate prayer is so important. Three-day fasting is so important. You ever wonder why the enemy fights you so much when it comes to three days of fasting? Because he recognizes out of all the things that we do, prayer and fasting has more effect on him and his army than anything else. So he will cause people to give you free meals, invite you out to King Prime and Bob Steakhouse, tell you that we'll pay for everything. They'll bring you brand new cakes from Chef's Market and say, I just want to say thank you for what you mean to me. And the devil's saying, take a bite, take a bite, take a bite. But the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we're not going to eat for three days. But I can tell you this, we're going to loose the blood of the Lamb in the atmosphere on the powers of darkness, and hell will loose. Well, they don't have my clock up there, so I don't know what time it is. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2. And you, verse 13, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. One of the things that the enemy likes to do to us is remind us of our failures, of our weaknesses. You ever had those moments where you just felt drawn to prayer, and since you started praying, the devil started bringing back to you something you did? 
Yeah, oh man, I, I'm not even worthy to be praying. You know, I'm just worthless. And, and the enemy wants you to get up. God, having forgiven you of all your trespasses. But something else happens here. Jesus is on the cross. He is the lamb. He's not the shadow. Think about this. If the shadow could do in Egypt and an animal's blood could do what it did to, to Egypt, think about what is happening now in the atmosphere, in the heavenlies, as the blood of Jesus is dripping to the ground. For the first time since the Garden of Eden, the ground is feeling purity. Blood that has no sin, blood that is full of life, is dripping into the earth. No wonder the earth began to shake. I hadn't experienced that for several thousand years. And the Passover lamb, the lamb of Jesus, the blood of Jesus <clears throat> is dripping. And now Jesus is hanging suspended between heaven and hell, symbolic of heavenly places. And through the eyes that he can hardly see out of because of the sweat and the pain and the blood that's in them, he looks over and he can see the blood dripping from his hands. And he's beginning to remember the prophecies. Hallelujah. Out of you, out of you Bethlehem, Euphrates, shall come forth a Savior. He's remembered the stories his mama told him. <coughs> when you were born, angels filled the sky and said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord, and he shall be a light unto the Gentiles, and the darkness shall not comprehend the light that shineth into the world. And he sees his blood dripping, and his head is bound, and his feet are nailed, one big spike, and he, the blood is running down his body. And as he's looking at that, he says, I'm done. It's finished. Not, I lost. He's saying, I just released my last move. Hallelujah. It is finished. And he said, now, Father, to thy hands do I release my spirit. And he went, And there this spotless lamb hung on the cross. And he just released his final move. He just loosed his last weapon. Because the blood of Jesus began to change the future of mankind. Not only did it change that moment and the moments of the future, it went back into time. 
And the blood of Jesus met the blood of Abel. And he said, I'm not giving you revenge. I'm giving you eternal life. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood, the blood line is drawn around you today. And God said, do not cross over. I'll end with this verse. Verse 14 of Colossians 2. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. That's talking about blood. Blotting out with the blood. The handwriting of ordinances that was against us. Which was contrary to us took it out of the way, how did he do it? He nailed it to the cross. Then the next verse then says, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. What did he do that day? He took his final card. He moved his, made his last move. And with the blood, hallelujah, he took everything that the devil has said about you. Everything that he has written about your future. And he reached into your future from his present. Took a hold of the ordinances that says you're going to die young. You have Alzheimer's. You're going to go bankrupt. Your children are going to die gay. You're going to die of cancer. You have a heart condition. You have generational curses against you. And God said, I'm taking the handwriting of ordinances that have been written against you. And I'm nailing it to the cross. What the devil didn't know, that every time he hit the nail that put the hand of Jesus on the cross. He wasn't killing Jesus for no man taketh my life but I lay it down and I have the power to take it back up. What was the devil doing inadvertently? He was nailing to the cross every lie that he would speak over you. Every ordinance that he had declared over you. Every curse that he had spoke over you. The devil nailed it to the cross but the blood, the blood, the blood canceled it out by the Spirit of the Lord. My prayer partners would come. Remain standing. Today it stops. Not next week. Today, whatever the enemy is doing in your life stops. Hallelujah, it stops today. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. We used to sing a song, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what God calls? He calls us the armies. 
Paul said to that, he said, fight the good fight. Put on the whole armor of God. Endure hardness as a good soldier. The analogies there are always about gird yourself. And God is doing something. We're going to come collectively in a moment, but if one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. If you need somebody in one of these one of these prayer partners, you want somebody to come into agreement with you about the enemy crossing over the bloodline in your life. Come on, real quick, and join hands with them. Every hindrance against 709 Rivergate Parkway from being completed ahead of schedule. We declare stops today. I declare that our HVAC units, all 20 plus of them, are already on their way. I declare that we have favor with every inspector. I declare the name of the Lord that all the steel, all the audio, all the video, everything that we need, all the electrical, that every hindrance stops today in the name of the Lord, and that God builds his house, and he does it speedily by the power of the Lord. Today, your kids come home. Today, your children are released from homosexuality. Today, the spirit of witchcraft in our nation and in our government, it's broken in the name of the Lord. Today you are healed. Not one left Egypt feeble or sick. Today I loose by the word of the Lord a healing blanket of blood from the front to the back, from side to side of the balconies, the blood of Jesus. By his stripes ye are healed. Now quickly, come on, let's fill up this front. And I want you to begin to invoke the power of the blood. Hallelujah. I also want you to understand this. It's going to happen quickly. Self same day. In the midnight hour when everybody thought it was over. God was just getting started. Self same day. Hallelujah. Now, God, we enact the bloodline of Jesus in this building. He Sunday. Go ahead and loose your prayer language. He Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
deliverance unto them the Bible says this that Moses read to them the book then he sprinkled the book with blood and then he sprinkled the people I sprinkled blood on you today by preaching hallelujah hallelujah Esther this is Bob come on out here this is John. He's a member of our church. Brought his uncle from Indiana here. Cousin. Cousin. Okay, cousin. Bob from Indiana came to be prayed for. Kidney disease. All right. His name's Bob. Hey, Bob. I'm good, buddy. Amen. God can do this. God's going to do this. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. Now I command you foul demon of kidney disease. Come out of his body. Come out of his kidneys. And oh Lord, I speak over Bob in the name of Jesus that from this day on, recovery, recovery, self-same days. Lord, by the laying on of hands, God, we sprinkle Bob's kidneys, his body, with the blood of Jesus. That oh Lord, not tomorrow, but right now, right now, in the name of the Lord, strength hits your body. Virtue, hallelujah, come out of me and out of Christ into your body. In the name of the Lord, we release the power and the word of Jesus in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wanted Pastor Parker Darnell, if he will, as your wife with you. That's okay. Come on up. They have just, um, they just resigned a church, and they've just accepted a church. You're in an interim. You have a week interim uh, time before you go and pastor this other church in Jasper. We welcome you, first of all. We honor you. But Pastor Kent wanted to lay hands on you. God. Hallelujah. 
May God equip you now. I'm sending you to a dry area, says the Lord, but I'm not sending you with an empty bucket. I'm loosening the rain of God, and I'm going to do it quickly. And where it's been dry, where you've been, it's not going to be this time. It's going to be quick says the Lord that I'm opening the windows of heaven over you and your wife and I'm going to cause where you've had to do it yourself and you've had to fight against religious spirits not this time says the Lord I'm going to send you men and women that are going to hold up your hands and I'm putting a new mantle a new mantle a new mantle a new anointing and oh you're going to reach out of your treasures and bring both old and new just do it, says God. Watch me, watch me, watch me. The power of God, a God portal, a God portal, says the Lord. And out of your belly shall begin to flow rivers and anointing to heal the sick, raise the dead, open the eyes of the blind. Signs, wonders, miracles, and financial blessing. Where you bet it hand to mouth, not no more. I'm going to give you a house. I'm going to bless you by my spirit because of your faithfulness, says God. The power and the favor of the Lord is upon me, saying God. To the highest mountain. Hallelujah. And it flows. Come on, church. To the Lord. Transplanting these, saith God, because your greatest days are yet ahead of you, says the Lord. And I'm going to release an apostolic anointing upon you. I'm releasing new mantles in this hour in the earth. This day, saith the Lord, I'm giving you a new mantle and the restrictions. You've been in a planting pot for a season, but the Lord says, I'm getting ready to release you and your roots, hallelujah, are going to begin to be released by the power of God. I see, saith 
God that you're preaching the word of the Lord and people will say who is that God said I'm going to surprise you by the gifts that I'm releasing in the power of the Lord I heard you saying God your hunger wouldn't let me stay away I felt you drawn to me saith the Lord this day saith God this mantle this anointing that's not only on you it's going to come out of you it's in your family hallelujah in your extended family demon spirits that are generational that have stood against you this day saith God it's done it's done it's done the blood of Jesus is upon thee saith the Lord and the anointing of God the word of the Lord shall not return unto you void but I will complete that which I've done for I saved you for this hour saith God Hallelujah. is what I feel in the Holy Ghost. I'm standing here and I see so many needs. I see so many attacks. This family right here, all of you that are standing around this family, I want you to just lay your hands on them. And Joe and Monica Ware are about to go to Africa and I want those people standing around them to lay hands on, on Joe and Monica. We need to take authority over every demonic assault that would come against this uh, missionary trip to Africa. And I, I just, I, I'm just going to step out. Anybody that has a pressing need, and you came, you came for a miracle today. You, you, you need God to intervene in your life. doesn't matter what, if it's a family situation, what, whatever it is, a physical situation. And you came and you need the blood of Jesus Christ to be flowed out into your body, into your family, into your situation. You need the enemy destroyed. Just slip up your hand because the body heals itself. God created the human body to heal itself, but he also created the body of Christ to heal itself. So if someone is standing around you with their hand raised, I'm going to ask you just to take a leap of faith and just, just touch them. Touch. See this couple right here? They got their hand raised. If you will, I, I, there's powerful prayer warriors around this couple. So just, just pray. Now, Father, let's pray it in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you said if to touch anything on earth and agree, it shall be done. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come into agreement right now for every situation. We take authority over every demonic assault, every demonic assignment. In the name of Jesus Christ, we say the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. We bind every assignment in the name of Jesus. And we say return to sender. Return to cinder. We send every attack of the enemy back to his camp in Jesus' name. Now I want you to say this. 
the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Come on. I plead the blood of Jesus over this situation. Lord, for this family right here, we take authority over this assault. God, against the unity in this family. And we call this prodigal home in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the healing of the body of Christ right now. In Jesus' name. Now the Bible says to give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God concerning you. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of thanks? So, so I just want to step on out. I just going to step on out, okay? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Come on, Jasmine, where you at? There is power, power, wonder-working power. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you next Sunday. exhausted. These people have poured out to the nations and they're exhausted. And I want some prayer partners just to come around them. I want some prayer partners just to come around them and begin to pray. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the Isaacs family. Father, we just pray, God, against every assignment sent against this family in the name of Jesus. Lord, they're out on the front lines. And Lord, the enemy has tried to detect, distract, and destroy. And we bind it in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus for the Isaacs family. We plead the blood of Jesus for the Isaacs family. Satan, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, pour in the oil of gladness. The oil of gladness upon this family. Lord, let there be re rejoicing and laughter in the house of the Isaacs, oh God. In Jesus' name, we take authority over the spirit of heaviness. We cast you out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood.
against him and for us. I want to say it again. The blood is against him, but it's for you. It's for us. And we declare it. So I want to declare this time, right now, that we come into total agreement with the word. Come on. We come in agreement with that word. And the blood of the lamb has drawn the line. And we stand and we stand in that. How many will agree with that this afternoon? Powerful, 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 powerful. 